الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا وان الله لمع المحسنين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المجاهد من جاهد نفسه في طاعه الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters in terms of the aspect of studying deen acquiring the knowledge of deen which alhamdulillah you are engaged in those at the madrasa are engaged in we have repeatedly mentioned and this is something that we have to repeatedly revise and remind ourselves that this acquiring of dini knowledge is not the object in itself it is not for the sake of just merely having lots of facts and figures but there's a very sublime purpose a very high objective and that is together with earning the pleasure of allah tabaraka wa taala to practice according to that knowledge that we will acquire to mold our lives in the way that allah tabaraka wa taala has ordered in the way that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has demonstrated for us and taught us now this is the thing that we have to keep reflecting on we have to keep looking back into that to what extent have we improved how much have we moved forward is there some progress that we are making when a person has a business person has some other manner of income or the person is living his life all the time a person is looking at what more can i get what better can i get the manner and the level of life the standard of living that a person has the person is constantly thinking about how can i better this how can i have some more luxuries some more comforts and so on and so forth so in all other things of the world in dunya we are all the time looking for more luxuries more comforts we trying to better the standard of living we trying to improve things we trying to progress we trying to make things look better so when it comes to deen and the object of acquiring the knowledge of deen are we not supposed to be taking stock of ourselves all the time from time to time looking within ourselves what have we improved in what have we progressed in or do we just take it for granted well life is carrying on i'm performing my five times salah so everything is fine and uh, i even make some tilawat also i even make some zikr as well so everything is fine but have we looked within ourselves at the things that are causing great harm great destruction great disaster which we can't immediately notice but it is happening there's a drain that's taking place have we considered how much we are blocking that loss how much we are 
restricting that loss. We are covering up that drain so that we don't lose out what we are gaining. We don't end up in a negative situation on the day of Qiyamah. That is a thing now to be looking into and to checking whether we have made any progress in this regard. For example, and these are just examples which come to mind because of the number of uh, maybe questions that come in regarding these type of things or the amount of or how common these things become in society. But if supposing with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, if these particular things don't apply to us, these are just examples for us to be looking into our own lives and there will be other things applying to us which may not have been discussed here, but if we give it some thought, we will be able to see things in our own life, and we can then look and see what are we doing, how are we improving, what progress are we making. So one of the most common issues, unfortunately, and which we have repeatedly discussed, and which every coming day just highlights the need to keep discussing these things, so one of the things, for example now, if somebody realizes they know, they are aware of it, that they are, for example, caught up in the misuse of the phone, for example. They are involved in this haram chatting. They are looking at haram, for example, Allah Ta'ala forbid. Inshallah, this doesn't apply to anybody. But as an example, I'm taking it because of, as I mentioned, the number of questions and queries and uh, request for advice that come in this regard. So a person is caught up in this. Now one is, we carry on with life, like everything is fine, because on the outside, the impression that we have created for people is that everything is very good. Our parents also see the outer, outer things, that this is fine, everything is carrying on very normally here. Our colleagues, our teachers, so everybody we have put a very good picture for them. But what is happening in the quiet they don't know, but Allah Ta'ala knows. And the issue is now, that are we just going to let this ride along, just let it carry on, like there is nothing, no issue here, no problem. So a person who has the true objectives of acquiring the knowledge of Deen, and the true objective of our purpose in life, is for, for that matter, then such a person will be concerned to start off with. I have this problem, but this is not the way it should be. I have to get out of this. This is something that is going to destroy me. So the first thing is the concern. There should be that concern. If there is no concern, then this is a sign of the heart being almost dead. Spiritually, if a person is involved in some wrong and there isn't even concern about it, the person is saying that, look, I am stuck in this, I don't know how to come out of it, but it's wrong, and it's terrible, I shouldn't be doing this, this is going to bring the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, I'm displeasing my Rabb, what a terrible uh, thing this is, that Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with all my limbs, my organs, Allah Ta'ala has given me the eyes, Allah Ta'ala has given me the hands, and I'm using it against the command of Allah Ta'ala, I'm using it to break the command of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is a concern. This is something that is inside. Now, if a person doesn't even have this concern, then it is a sign that the heart is now quite dead. 
or almost dead. There's so little life in it that there's no feelings left. But if there is that concern, then now the person who has this concern firstly will keep regretting what wrong is being done. This regret is also a sign of there being life. Person will regret. In the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, if you look at the various incidents that took place, in which some Sahabi made a mistake, on the spur of the moment, the person made a mistake. But what was the level of regret thereafter? To what extent the person was regretting what wrong happened? And to such an extent they made istighfar and tawbah upon it, that Allah's Nabi Wasallam said, that had this person's tawbah been distributed among all the people of Madinah Munawwara, everybody would be forgiven. Now, that is one level of regret over something that happened on the spur of the moment, the person got uh, sort of just slipped in that moment, but what happened thereafter, what level of istighfar, what level of toba, what level of regret and remorse, that Nabi Islam is saying, if this toba was distributed among all the people of Madina Munawwara, it will suffice for all of them. Now, keeping that in front of us, and now looking within ourselves, what level of regret we have, remorse, we, have, we are all human beings, we are all weak. But is there this remorse and regret? You have to keep asking yourself. So now this person is involved in this. Do we even make istighfar upon it? Ya Allah, I am, what I am doing is wrong. But Ya Allah, I am seeking your forgiveness and I am asking you to make a way out of this for me. Now if a person is doing this much also, then there is hope for the next step happening. That now this concern is there, it will grow. That remorse is there, then now with each passing day this regret will grow. Like a person is seeing daily that something is being lost. I have a million rands, somebody stole a uh, thousand rands. So now this thousand rand went, person will feel something. The next day another five thousand rands went missing. Now this regret is increasing. That what's happening now? What's the security measures I can put in place? The third day another five thousand rand went away. The fourth day another twenty thousand rand is gone. What happens to such a person? Such a person starts becoming restless. I got this now, and now it's just disappearing, it's just getting lost, it's getting stolen, I need to look after this, I need to make it grow, here it is decreasing, if it carries on like this in a short time I'll have nothing left. But now that level of regret and remorse that is felt at the loss of some worldly thing, something breaks, there's something in our heart that is hurt, we feel something. And if we break the commands of Allah Ta'ala, and there's nothing felt in the heart. It is like everything is normal. Then this is a very severe situation. It's a very serious thing. Nothing is ringing in the mind. This shouldn't be the case. So, now the issue here is, what we are talking about is, that we have to look within ourselves, that the Sahaba Kiram, this was the level of regret over something. What is our level of regret? Now the person is caught in something, one is to develop this regret. Make istighfar. Even if a person feels that I don't think I'm going to be able to give this up. That is our thought. Shaitan is putting that in the mind. But we can make istighfar sincerely from the depths of the heart. Ya Allah, I don't want to do this. I 
realize and I know full well this is wrong. Ya Allah, you forgive me. You help me to give it up. Though in the mind and heart one is thinking, I can't. But we, on our own accord we can do nothing. But if we sincerely turn to Allah Ta'ala, what, it's, what we think is impossible, Allah Ta'ala will make possible. So that's the first thing, to develop this remorse and regret in our hearts. Not to just let life carry on normally. We know this is draining. We know we are learning deen. So this chatting on the phone, looking at haram on the phone, these are not things that are minor and trivial. And the harms of it, don't think that this is just a passing phase. I'm just playing around now. Later on, now as time passes, I will finish off madrasa, then I'll give up all this. When a person procrastinates this, and a person postpones it for later, then later doesn't come. As in some shops they have this written, cash today, credit tomorrow. Because when a person says, so now cash today, credit tomorrow, every day, every day will be credit tomorrow, it will never come. Why they do this? Because when a person sometimes he's given credit, then he says, I'll pay tomorrow. Now the due date came away, he says, I will pay tomorrow. And now sometimes that person's tomorrow never comes. Every tomorrow is tomorrow. So therefore, beforehand, they put the board cash today, credit tomorrow. So just like you will pay tomorrow, we'll give you credit tomorrow. Now each day will become tomorrow. So there will be no credit given to him, and you won't have to keep asking him to pay. So the point here is, that when a person keeps procrastinating, keeps delaying, keeps postponing it for another day, in the interim what happens is, that the roots start getting deeper. The roots start getting deeper. And while this might seem a little bit far-fetched to be discussing in this gathering or for your purposes, but you need to understand these things now, that unfortunately and very tragically, very heartbreaking, that as people then progress in life, and every now and again, there are calls that come, calls come from wives, that husbands are still involved in haram chatting on the phone, calls come from husbands, that some wives are involved in haram chatting. They are married, and they are involved in haram chatting. Where it started off from, it was long before marriage, long in their study days, in somebody's school days, in somebody's madrasa days. These are heartbreaking tragedies. It makes one feel like crying blood, that we have been given the opportunity to learn deen. We have been taken away from the environments that are, the environments where nafs and shaitan are ready to devour everybody. We came in an environment which is supposed to develop the consciousness of Allah Taala. We were given this opportunity where the whole environment is conducive to bringing this consciousness in our hearts. One is a person is an environment of the school. Everybody there has a different mindset. Illa mashallah the exceptions are few and everybody is in that same mode everybody is thinking in the same manner everybody feels that this is the in thing you got to do it like that you got to be chatting and otherwise you are something wrong with you if you are not doing it so that whole environment is in that direction and Allah Ta'ala gave us the opportunity to be saved from those environments and to come in an environment where we are being repeatedly taught day in and day out morning and afternoon and then this is various 
through various programs, the tafsir program that takes place, the starbiya program that takes place, other programs that take place, the same lesson is being repeatedly given to us, that our life is supposed to be submission to Allah wa ta'ala. What Allah Ta'ala's command is, that is where we are supposed to submit ourselves to. Now after having had all this opportunity, the person still remain continuing with these kind of habits, then the person passes on. I'm not saying that somebody left this particular madrasa, I'm talking in a general note, that these things unfortunately keep coming up. Whether it is regarding somebody from, or the call comes from somebody in Durban, or somebody from outside, or somebody from abroad. But from time to time this keeps coming up. That this is happening, this haram chatting is still carrying on, the person is already married, and she had the opportunity to learn deen, but this was the habit that was already entrenched from that time, and now it still has not gone. Now at that time the person thought it's a passing phase. Let us not be fooled. Shaitan is now making those roots sink deeper. And then this becomes more than a habit. It becomes an addiction. And now when a person has become used to floating around outside, in whichever form, whether it is just by means of chatting, the person is floating around, everybody, every, every time now there is something exciting outside. When a person has become used to floating around outside, whether it is in a more serious sense, or whether it is in terms of the haram chatting that goes on via the phone, afterwards later in life also, the person can't be content with what is inside. The person is no more content with what is inside, no matter how good what is inside. But now this has become the habit, that now the person today is chatting with this person, tomorrow with that person, the next day with somebody else, and sometimes at the same time with several people, and all of them are making her a total fool, Everybody is making her feel like she is the person. Meanwhile, each one of them are telling another 50 people, you are the person. And they are making her a total fool. But she is just getting carried away. And now this is becoming a habit. Then it is becoming an addiction. And then later in life, this addiction hasn't gone. And it is breaking up homes. And it is causing havoc. So we need to now become conscious about these things from now. Allah Ta'ala gave us this opportunity. What answer are we going to give to Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah? That I enabled you to come in an environment of deen. To be free from those environments where nafs and shaitan are at the, just completely on a free run. And there is nobody to advise them there. Allah Ta'ala gave us the opportunity to be in an environment where daily Somebody or other is advising us. Our muallimas are advising us. Through other programs we are being advised. And after all this, we don't give it a second thought. We don't give it any consideration. We just carry on with life like nothing is happening. We don't take stock that what am I progressing? Have I made any progress? What am I doing to give up the wrong habits that I've, I have within me? So this is an example that we took. And unfortunately, this is something which is very pertinent, very applicable in many cases. So therefore we have to be taking stock all the time. Allah Ta'ala gave us this opportunity. We have to be taking stock. What, what steps am I taking? Fine, I think that this is something I've gone so deep into on my own accord, I can't give it up. So now take advice. You'd rather be embarrassed now to say that I got caught up in this. 
confide in somebody, they are not going to disgrace you. They are not going to open out your faults to anybody else. But somebody who has the ability to assist you, somebody who has the ability to advise you, you confide in the person. I need to get out of this. I need to overcome this. Other people are doing something, I get uh, carried away, my cousins may be doing it, or somebody else is up to all these kind of nonsense, and I just get caught up in it. So now, how should I avoid this? What steps do I take? How do I save myself from this haram? Confide in somebody, take the advice. You rather take the advice now, and learn how to get out of it now, rather than it exploding in your face later. And then it will create such a stink, that the whole town will come to know that this is this girl, uh, this is something out of bounds. And think twice before sending anybody's proposal. I'm talking reality. These are sometimes bitter facts. But we need to rather take note of the bitter facts now. And remove the bitterness of all these things from our lives. And inshallah we will have a sweet future then inshallah we won't have to taste the bitter things later. But, in this artificial flavoring of all this excitement, it's all artificial. The artificial things give some sweet taste sometimes on the tongue. But as soon as it goes into the stomach, it starts creating problems within the body. And it starts creating diseases and illnesses, because all artificial, it's made of chemicals. Is just given some kind of exciting flavor, just for the tongue only. And is given some exciting look, just for the eyes only. But it creates diseases within the person. So likewise, these things give some artificial excitement. Now it seems a person is having a great time, chatting away and looking at haram and whatever else. But this is creating major diseases within. And sometimes those cancers become so deep, that later in life, that cancer is still there. The person is now married, that cancer hasn't gone, because it wasn't treated. And now it starts surfacing to a point where, then it creates a stink in the whole town. And sometimes before the person is married already, the whole town has, it has created a stink in the whole town. And now people say that, yeah, before you send any proposal, yeah, be careful. Somebody says, I'm planning to send my son's proposal there. Others advise, you know what, I can't tell you too much, but uh, just listen to me, uh, think twice about it, and they go away. So now, on the one hand, they don't want to expose somebody's faults, but on the other hand, they want to save somebody else from harm and difficulty. So now they give advice in this way. These are things people come and then say, that look, I wanted to send my proposal somewhere for my son, or... Somebody says that, uh, I wanted to send a proposal, but then this person came and told me, you know what, think twice, man. He didn't tell me anything else, but he's just telling me, think twice, now what I must do now? Now what do you tell such a person? How can you tell him, don't think twice, and you can't even tell him what to think, because you don't know what's going on, but it rings an alarm bell, that what is the problem? Now the person is in a dilemma. Because none of these things remain secret for long. Especially these kind of things in involvement in this media and phones. These things don't stay secret for long. It goes around the town. And especially with the kind of things that are happening nowadays with all these various B-Facebook and all the twitting that carries on on Twitter and the BBM, the Bahad Bari Musibat, 
and all these things. These things don't stay secret for long. People pick it up here and there and everywhere and then this message goes around. So and so is also on this and also on that. And now people are entertaining doubts and then people are hesitant. So we are creating the problem for ourselves. So this started off on this note that we should not become complacent. We should become very concerned that there are problems in life. There are difficulties that we face. How to overcome it? What are we doing to overcome it? To take another example, Allah Ta'ala gave us the opportunity to learn deen, to be in a deen environment. Fine, we are not angels, we are not farishtas, and also accepted that things don't come right overnight. But what steps are we taking? Are we inching forward also? Are we going ahead one centimeter at a time also? For example, the aspect of parda. Now one is the parda, that the person wears the niqab. So, this is a garment of parda. The person came out of the house, so wore the niqab. Mashallah, very good. But, are we now also conscious that I must not interact with non-mahrams, whether they are cousins, whether they are other family members, whoever they may be, but if they are not mahrams, then this is the law of Allah Ta'ala, this is the command of shariat and deen, and we have to abide by it. Now if we are not abiding by it, this is creating a loss. And this is something that is becoming a means of us going away from Allah Ta'ala. Now, are we making istighfar over this? Is there concern within that this shouldn't be the situation? We have to change it. It must change. How it will change? Allah Ta'ala will make it change, but we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala. We have to make sincere istighfar from within. We have to make dua. And we have to take steps. We have to start inching forward. Now the question is that we have come in this dini environment. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this opportunity. Do we now think in this manner? And as I mentioned right at the beginning, these are examples. These are examples that we have to now reflect upon. There will be other things in our lives. We have to look within ourselves, think deeply, what steps am I taking to rectify my weaknesses? Sit down, take some time one day and write down in your own manner. Don't, you don't want to write it down too clearly so that maybe somebody else might uh, look at it and might come to know something. Put in some kind of your own codes. But write down the weaknesses one has in one's life. The things that one is involved in, which one should not be involved in. The things that one seems to be slipping up in. Write it down. Put a priorities. That this is the priority. Identify the priorities. That these things I could work on first. What steps am I going to take? Okay, I don't seem to be able to understand anything how to go forward with this. Okay, who am I going to take some advice from? I have to now move forward. I can't remain stagnant here. Because there isn't a thing like a person will remain at that spot. Either the person will start coming out one will start sinking deeper. It might happen in a very gradual process, but one starts sinking further and further. 
and starts cutting more and more corners. And then one starts cutting off full slices. So now to sit down and put this down on paper, write it down for your own purposes. This one problem, problem two, problem three, write it down. And this is my very humble request to each one. That as your homework for today, or if not today, then in this week someday, as your homework, make this part of the homework for this week, that somewhere, for your own purposes, you are going to write down top ten, but unfortunately the top ten things which are the biggest problems in my life, in terms of the commands of Allah Taala. unfortunately the biggest tragedy is, sometimes we don't even regard this as problem. We only regard the worldly things as problem. Something got lost, that's a problem. Something broke, that's a problem. Something is not to our liking, that's a problem. Something is uh, not to our taste, that's a problem. But Allah Ta'ala's command is getting broken, that's not a problem, na'uzubillah. Nabi Islam, some sunnats are being trampled, that's not a problem, na'uzubillah. We don't even think about it. We don't even reflect on it. That this is the bigger problem. This is the most severe problem. What am I doing to overcome these problems? Now this is the purpose of our time here in the madrasa. We haven't come to madrasa just to pass time. We have come to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. We have to be taking stock of these things. Sit down, write this. This is part of your homework. The mu'allimas will inshallah check. Maybe on Monday morning, they won't ask you what you wrote. They're not going to ask you what you wrote down. That is between you and Allah Ta'ala. What you wrote down is between you and Allah Ta'ala. But they will ask you, inshallah, that did you write it down? And did you prioritize the issues that you are going to work on? Inshallah, every Mu'allima will do this. That coming Monday, each one will ask that who has done this exercise. What each one has written, that is between you and Allah Ta'ala. If you have not written, then state it, you have not written. Be honest with yourself, be honest with Allah Ta'ala. Nobody is going to take you down, take you to task for it. You will be encouraged to do it again. If you didn't do it, then state it honestly. That you didn't do it, you will merely be encouraged to do it. Nobody is going to be marked down in the exams. This exam is between you and Allah Ta'ala. This is for your exams of the Akhirat. You are not going to be given any marks for that in this dunya. It's not going to come in the report anywhere. And if you didn't do it, there's no punishment that is going to be meted out to you in the madrasa, or you're going to be penalized, or it's going to come down against you in your points or whatever. This is between you and Allah Ta'ala. But you will be inquired, it will be inquired of you that have you done it. And if you have not done it, you'll be encouraged to do it. But everybody, inshallah, will be asked on Monday that who has done this that they have written down 10 points, 5 points, that I go to work on these 5 things. And what steps am I going to take to improve this? Both these things we are going to write. Write it in our own way. Write it somewhere where only we will know where it is written. No problem. Because it is between you and Allah Ta'ala. But by taking the time out to sit down, to write it, to write number 1, this is the problem I have. Number 2, to write down what steps am I going to take. This is the problem. Number one, the step I'm going to take is I'm going to make istighfar 50 times daily on this issue alone. The other issue, another 50 times istighfar I'm going to make on it daily. Whatever, I'm just giving an example. 
Step three, this is not the end of the road. This is only the start of the road. Istighfar. Step three, I don't know how to overcome this. Who am I going to take advice from? Write it down. This writing also is walking towards Allah Ta'ala. The sitting and thinking, what are my problems? Then writing it down. Sitting and thinking, how am I going to overcome this? Writing it down. This is also, مَنْ تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ شِبْرًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ زِرَاعًا وَمَنْ تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ زِرَاعًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ بَاعًا وَمَنْ أَتَانِي يَمْشِي أَتَيْتُهُ هَرْوَلَةً أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم says that Allah Ta'ala says Hadith Qudsi The one who comes to me at palm's length I come to him an arm's length And the Hadith Sharif is well known to us In the end Allah Ta'ala says The one who comes walking to me I come running to him Meaning the one who takes steps to get closer to me My Rahmat rushes forth towards him now, this time that a person will take to sit down, to think, to ponder, I need to improve, what are my problems? Sit down and write it down. And after writing it down, one is writing out, what steps am I going to take to improve it? Who am I going to take the advice from? Which muallima I feel comfortable communicating with? Who I will take the advice from? Who am I, oh, thereafter, how am I going to try to overcome this? What steps am I going to take to put some kind of sanction on myself? If I do this again, I'm not going to sleep until I read 10 rakats nafil namaz salatu toba. If I do this again tomorrow or for one week, I won't have any luxuries to eat. I'm normally, I can't do without a chocolate for the day. But if I speak in this manner, if I speak harshly to my parents for example, now for the whole week I'm going to deprive myself of any chocolate. Because I spoke harshly, so now I must also suffer the consequences. Now these are just examples of how a person can start becoming conscious of the, of the weaknesses and how a person can start inching forward. Nothing happens overnight. But what steps are we going to take to improve it? I'm caught up in this chatting. What am I going to do to get, it, get rid of it? Maybe I might state that, okay, I'm making toba today. And if I dare do this again, I will break that phone. I will break it in 20 pieces. So now write it down. I will do this. And then come, if that situation happens, then do it. Then see how the help of Allah Ta'ala rushes forward and how the heart changes for the better. So, inshallah, everybody will do this exercise and how we are going to inch forward, we will write that down. And then, inshallah, every now and again, we will retake stock of these things and try and look within ourselves where are we heading. Then our object of being in this place will be achieved then there is some kind of benefit of us being here that we are moving closer to Allah wa ta'ala. Otherwise, we just keep amassing facts and figures. We keep amassing a lot of information. But if that information that we are gaining doesn't translate into ilm and it doesn't take us closer to Allah wa ta'ala, then that will become a bigger problem for us on the day of Qiyamah. That ilm will become a hujjatun alayk. It will become and a testimony against us. It will become a proof against us on the day of Qiyamah. And it will cause greater problems for us. May Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq of all the time becoming, uh, looking within ourselves and checking what our weaknesses are, what our faults are. Then developing this concern, this remorse on whatever wrongs we have done. What is within us? And then taking steps 
to move forward to overcome these problems may allah tabarak wa ta'ala give all of us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولاساتذتنا ولمشايخنا ولأحبابنا ولمن له حق علينا ولمن أحسن إلينا ولمن أوصانا بالدعاء اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين